0: An, an elegant weapon but a more
1: civilized age <laughs>
0: As we try this again on An Elegant Weapon, kids, my (laughs) name is J.M. Clark. I am your host. Hanging out with me tonight is Sabrina Scarolini. Hi, Sabrina.
1: Hi, how's it going? It's going well
0: this time around. We're trying this again, (laughs) kids. We had some technical difficulties yesterday, but today uh, the storm seemed to be gone, and I'm on the boys' uh, super-powered mega-gaming laptop. So, uh... You know, I think we uh, should be good to roll. Welcome to the show, Sabrina. Oh, thanks
1: for having me. This is exciting. This oh, is, uh...
0: it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, as we began with yesterday, we met a couple years ago uh, due to our good friend Becca. Correct. And we were at some show or another in Toronto, a, a fan expo or a comic con. I can't yep. remember exactly. They all kind of blurred together. <laughs> Always, yeah. Um, but our good friend Bob Sally said to me, "Hey, I need to meet uh, some female artists. Introduce me." And I took him immediately over to Becca, and, and they hit it off uh, to the point where they made a comic book together. So that is super cool. Um, sitting yes. with her, sitting with with her was Sabrina. Yep. I- and you know, hung out, chatted a little, um, and then this recent uh, Toronto Comic Con, uh, we ran into each other, and you were hanging out with Mister Shane Kershenblatt. That is correct. And you said, "Hey Jay, I wrote a story," and I said, <laughs> "What? Crazy! Yep. You got to come on the show and talk about it." <laughs> so basically, and here we are. <laughs> here we are. Basically, you quit your job, you quit your day job, because you're like, "Fuck this! I want to write. I'm gonna write." So, you started writing, uh, doing a few little things here and there. And then this opportunity came up. So, tell us all about the opportunity we're here to talk about.
1: All right. Well, this particular opportunity came up through a friend, uh, Kit Davin. She is an independent writer and she teamed up with another indie writer, uh, Sarah Water Raven. And what? Really? Yes. Water Raven? Water Raven, yes. Oh my god, Um, that's great. So uh, they decided they wanted to put together a high fantasy anthology uh, with happy endings. Because you know what, got enough doom and gloom in the world, let's have some happy endings. Let's have some escapism into the, you know, fantasy realm. And uh, she had mentioned this off the cup, and I was like, oh, do you have any spots left? I'd love to, like, toss my hat in um because again i had been writing a whole bunch because eventually i want to turn stories into graphic novels but at the same time not every story you write is necessarily suited for that kind of thing sure and i was like okay let's this is something that i'd like to kind of sink my teeth into and at first she was like oh shoot contracts have already been done up um we don't have any available spots but um we'll keep you in mind for the next one and i was like fantastic well, Push comes to shove, they've had some delays, they've had some issues due to, you know, the ongoings in the world and and there was some some problems and I think a couple of the authors had to drop out. So, fast forward to mid-September of last year and I'm out visiting my boyfriend in Alberta. Um and she messaged me she's like, "Hey, so you know how you said you had some stories?" And I'm like, "Yeah," And uh, do you think you could have one finished in like six weeks? <laughs> and I went, sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no problem.
1: <laughs> let's let's do this. Uh, me and my ADHD brain was like, This is a fantastic idea, up until the point where I had to sit down and actually write this thing, and then <laughs> stared at a blank screen for three and a half weeks before <laughs> like I got maybe. <laughs> 10 sentences down. <laughs> and then I was like, I need this go time. Um, but you know, as ADHD people do, under pressure, that's when things started to move. And Kit was amazing. Um, she she helped me tremendously throughout this whole ordeal. Bless her patience because my I'm also dyslexic. So my grammar, my my English is not great because I lived in Europe for a good portion of my childhood. Oh, you know, yeah. those those formative years where you would learn, you know, grammar and spelling and stuff. Yeah, I I spent that time in Italy. Awesome. So oh, coming back, uh, if I've only got six weeks to write something, which then translates really into like two, because of the brain, um, she she was very wonderful in helping me with a lot of like spelling issues and grammar because i was i was literally half the time i was dictating to the computer because i my issue is with the screen i have trouble like rereading and whatnot anything off of a a, a screen um but there wasn't time for me to like write it down on paper and then transcribe it kind of idea so it was like we just got to do this on the computer like it's go time um, so, uh, 10 out of 10, do not recommend trial by fire for your first ever story. That was, <laughs> I mean, it was fantastic. I learned a ton and it was amazing to finally have a finished piece, but yeah, so I got the job done, um, within the, the, a lot of I think they ended up giving me an extra two weeks. Um, cause the other, one of the other authors needed another two weeks. They're like, yeah, had to take another two weeks. Cause what we've read so far looks great. Um, uh, we worked through it and kind of fixed some of the issues and, you know, they did their editing magic. Well, I was going to
0: ask, uh, with the transcribing and the dyslexia, how does that make the editing process? Like, how do you, how do you go through drafts? Like, how's it work for you?
1: Well, in, in this particular instance, um, we did everything through like a Google doc. Um, I, I have, um, Microsoft office, which really Wonderfully has now an accessibility um tools built into it. Oh, so awesome. okay. you can actually do speech to text dictation to it. um, and it'll do that. You have to make sure that you enunciate and don't go right. too quickly because some of the stuff that it transcribes is not what you said whatsoever. So right, right there was a lot of, you know, getting that done. And so for me personally, when I was writing it, a lot of it, if I was stuck, I would dictate. And then I'd kind of reread and flesh out and and put some notes into where I wanted to expand. So there was probably about two or three iterations of that. And then it was also kind of throwing it over to Kit and being like, okay, what am I what am I doing wrong with like my verb tenses? How do we like how do how do we want to like rejig right. this? And do you have any? Um, any idea. Because the other problem you run into when you're you're dictating, much like when you're telling a story, at least this is my problem, because uh this is just the way I am. But uh y- you you kind of get a little too wordy when you're talking as opposed to when you're typing it. Okay. So she helped kind of simplify uh and do that. But for me, it was a very hands-on, like we would sit in like a Discord call. And we'd have it up on the Google Docs and you can do live editing together on the Google Docs. So she could highlight stuff and be like, OK, this is a little problematic. We need to remord this. This is a little wordy. How, what do you think of this? Um, and it's it's so it was a very hands on. Wow. For, for I me. never
0: realized you could do that with Google Docs. Yes. So this opens up an entire new world of thought to me, because not only could you interactively edit together but you could in fact like use that as a teaching tool or a panel tool or a workshop tool I mean there's been so many like sketch videos and writing tutorials and this and that but I didn't realize something like you could just take a story and just edit live that's yep that's kind of fucking awesome
1: so that uh, technology was definitely in our favor there yeah Um, so it was one of those Makes it much more collaborative, um, eh? Yeah. Well, and again, for someone like me, who again, this is, I have had no creative writing tra- training whatsoever. Like when when we're talking, I am as I am as noob as new can can be. Oh, I feel when you. This feel when <laughs> this it's <laughs> yeah. um it was it was wonderful because again, they could kind of highlight stuff and make comments, and so some comments um cuz you can put on tracking so if they edit while we're not in a meeting it'll have little bubbles to the side so you'll have highlighted text shut up and then a little <laughs> bubble note that says hey this is a little clunky no maybe way. simplify it yeah that's or, awesome like, you need to capitalize these so you can go in and do like a find and substitute and do all of that like really quickly um and uh so yeah, it, like I said, it was it was very much a trial by fire, fire, and and I I have to give so much love to to Kit and Sarah for um, being patient with me and and with their their editing expertise and everything that did that Did you enjoy
0: learning those other processes that were probably pretty unexpected when you decided that you were going to sit down and be a writer? So having to actually learn to use these tools online, did you enjoy that part of it?
1: Um, it was, I had a little bit of, of, of knowledge of a lot of those tools prior, but yeah, using them online was, was fascinating. Cause again, I worked, um, I've worked in like manufacturing and construction, um, on the administrative side. Uh, so there's a lot of, okay this this manual or this document needs some editing and you put the comments and then you email it to the person and right. then they put their comments and email it back but none of that like live editing yeah. happening that was that was when we when we decided to do that and she was like are you cool with doing this and i'm like absolutely this is fantastic and it was it was also great because um one of the things that i've run into trouble with is um Now knowing that I'm ADHD, the reason why I was so overworked at my day jobs is because I could take on the tasks of three people and do that hyper-focus thing, and everything was good. Um, But now that I'm on my own schedule and I can take things a little bit more relaxed, it was a very big adjustment of trying to keep myself on task without the distractions. Because again, if you're multitasking and doing a shit ton of stuff at work... You don't have time for distractions. You're just you're under the gun and it's stress, stress and pressure constantly, which not a way to live your life. <laughs> no, but. no. But I mean, I think that's also a great thing for
0: ADHD, having that interactive editing process, because yeah. they're almost, you know, acting as a body double for you. Yeah, Keeping you to
1: task and they're keeping
0: you to task just because their pure presence is going to keep you more focused than if there were no other humans there for your brain to just run amok. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's great. That must have been so helpful
1: it was, it was tremendously helpful. Cause like I said, for about three and a half weeks, I had gotten like, uh-huh. we needed to get something. I think it was between 5,000 and 8,000 words. And I think I have, I was sitting at like maybe 800 words. Oh man! <laughs> and I had, I had an outline that I, like I had an outline, uh, all planned out. So I knew exactly where the story was going. I knew what I wanted to do with it. It was just that, that, that getting it done and you're just staring at like, why can I not do this? And so having her there, cause even she was like, so can I ask you why you, you waited so long to like start writing this? And I'm like, I didn't, I've been staring at a page for like three and a half weeks.
0: ADHD paralysis.
1: And uh, <laughs> she was like, okay, all right. So let's, let's, let's get this going. And she gave me the feedback that I needed. And just kind of the the encouragement and the, you know what, this happens to to all writers, especially new writers. So don't don't worry. Yes, we're on a time crunch. This is not normally how it would go, but let's let's get this done. So that's
0: awesome, though. It still sounds like it was an overall positive experience. Oh, yeah. That you learned a lot from Right. I yeah.
1: learned a ton. Like I said, if you can take a little bit more time, like I would have loved to have had just that little bit more time so it wasn't. So much of of Kit and Sarah having to correct like my grammar and stuff like that, like I would have loved to have had the time to like get it written out, have a couple of people like beta read it and be like, oh, your 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 tenses are fucked because right, that was right. that's um, and I'm an emotional writer. So I write more emotion and everything and it's, it just kind of like spews out of me that way. So I'm not necessarily very concentrated on the technical portion of like grammar and, and, and all of that stuff. So I learned a ton of stuff from them uh, just in, in, in formatting and, and um, I guess proper structure and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's one of those and it, it, it really did. Like when you're done, when you're done and they read this and you get those comments like, oh, my God, like, uh, I think it's one point Sarah's like, oh, my God, this is like punching me in the feels so hard. She's like, this is amazing. And it's 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 giving me flashes of like my own life experience. And I'm like having that kind of feedback from from someone that I respect as as a writer and stuff like that is right. is is just amazing. And, and even with like Kit, she's done some amazing works. Um, like having her be like, this is, this is, this is good that you've got writing chops and you should really, you know, think of, of pursuing. A tiny
0: little bit of encouragement, right? It can so- it can build mountains for sure. It's, uh, it's, it's good to work off that and have positive support. I'm so happy this all went well for you.
1: Yes. So you know. super excited. And the wheels are now a turning because the characters that I never have. we going to stop
0: now. No, right? oh, no. Now the floodgates are open, right?
1: <laughs> oh, exactly.
0: Speaking of stories and characters, give us a little synopsis of what the story is about.
1: All right. Well, my, my story is based on Opal and uh, her uncle Lloyd. And basically, if you were playing D&D, these are, these are your side characters. These are your NPCs kind okay. of idea, or what you would perceive to be an NPC. Okay. So Opal is a young maiden that has the gift of some magic, and all she wants to do is go to the Magic Guild. That is that is what she wants. That's what she dreams of following in her parents' footsteps, uh, who who passed away. Um, her uncle Lloyd, who adopted her, uh, opened a tavern, and uh, it's basically their day to day life of of just the relationship that they have. Him as an adoptive uh, uncle because he's a dwarf uh, and she's human. Uh, so it's it's and it's it's that navigating of she's kind of the 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 memory and the, the living flame of of you know his companions and and he's her like her family that she had um was lucky enough to have in her time of need and it's 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 that that relationship and that that journey of of of, of them getting her to where she wants to be. Oh that sounds sweet. So
0: was uh, what inspired this? Is this just a thought that came to you or was there something particular behind this idea
1: well again and it was it was the happy ending and it was again ironically it it kind of came to mind um just kind of looking at what i liked in fantasy and and i uh, uh uh just even a joking comment i think from my boyfriend he was like wouldn't it be funny if you'd like did a story on like npcs and i was like "Ooh." That's actually pretty good. And I think we were out to dinner at a restaurant and I literally even still have the envelope where we were talking about it. And as we're talking about it, I'm like writing down the outline for this story. And that's how Opal and her uncle Lloyd kind of came to be.
0: That's awesome sauce. It's a it's I, I like when 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 you see like a certain story or like an idea like an, a dungeons and dragons type thing and you get that like rosencrantz and gildenstein like perspective on the thing you know two characters that are there but not in the spotlight but still part of the whole experience you know i remember jason lowe years ago did a uh, a book at the time he called it Lou harvest because he was going by Jason Lou off of blue harvest, but Mm -hmm. it was basically a story about like all the side characters in star Wars, right? Like, like the guys working on the death star that just go home to their families and shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's always fascinating because again, they're, they're a part of the story, but they're not necessarily the highlight. And it's one of those, maybe some of those uh, NPCs or side characters could you know, grow up to pet- potentially be the next, you know, legendary hero of the realm or something. Ooh, so where so, are we at this? Has this been recently released? Is it out yet? Yes, it was released on the 21st of April in both digital and paperback. Um You can get it on Barnes & Noble's, Amazon, Kudo, all of the, the, the main places. And it is... A, a Ravens Hollow anthology, and the title is "Happily Ever After."
0: That's sweet. Who uh, who is the press? Who is the publisher?
1: Uh, independent. So um, Did they just completely self published
0: it. Eh, that's yeah, awesome. Basically, yeah, yeah. So um,
1: there's uh, seven of us in the anthology, including Sarah, uh, Water Raven, Kit Davin. Uh, I'm gonna butcher these names and I apologize in <laughs> advance because nah, I do it all the time. <laughs> um so we have uh JF Gerard, Ryan Nixon, Ryan toxopus I think is how oh. that's pronounced. And uh Tanea An- Anu.
0: Again, if sounds I like screwed a... that up, I apologize. Well it sounds like a diverse anthology.
1: Uh, yes uh again like today apparently is a storyboard artist for Nick has done storyboard for Nickelodeon animation oh, that's cool. um and we've got a couple of like award-winning Canadian writers uh Ryan uh toxopus apparently is an award-winning Canadian writer and uh yeah so need- needless to say I'm I'm it, it super honored and and a little <laughs> a little intimidated by the the names that i have uh surrounding me in this um oh sorry and i believe kurt brown as well was was in this as well uh and it's it's
0: yeah that sounds it, very
1: cool man very interesting so is,
0: is that the kind of genre that you mainly kind of gravitate
1: to or i ooh. Ooh, yeah, and I have a very varied, varied palette for, for stories, but I do like, I love fantasy. I've always loved fantasy. I think one of the first drawings I ever drew was like uh, Merlin, mm-hmm. um, but I also love um, like post-apocalyptic kind of stories. Zombies, vampires, and werewolves are like a really big one that I like to uh, but I do enjoy like my uh, my my romancy fluff, too. So Aww. it's one of those uh, kind of just depends on what mood I'm in.
0: There's not enough romance these days, you know, and I, I don't necessarily mean like the whole romance genre. I just mean romance within other genres. You you really don't see enough of it these days, you know, like whether no. it's superhero movies or action movies. You know, there was a time when romance was such a huge part of it, you know. Even crazy violent movies. In fact, uh, I was just looking on the net last night because I got to snag up some tickets for True Romance. Have you seen True Romance?
1: I have not. I'm not familiar with it. You're not familiar with True Romance? No, I'm not. Enlighten me, Jay. Enlighten me. True Romance is the greatest piece of
0: art ever made by the hand of man. (laughs) All right. Okay. This was a movie. It was written by Quentin Tarantino, um, but it was directed by Tony Scott. And it's basically a Romeo and Juliet kind of Bonnie and Clyde for the nineties. Okay. And you want to hear are you ready for the cast? Listen to this. It's Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette. It's uh Dennis Hopper, Gary Oldman, Samuel L. Jackson, uh Chris Penn, uh Christopher Walken, Brad Pitt, uh Michael Rappaport. Um, I know I'm missing more. But Good that's, Lord. that's just a start. Right. So anyways, he
1: gets so many amazing ensemble casts. Well, the, th- the crazy thing was about this is
0: that he had he had made Reservoir Dogs, but they didn't think he was ready to do true romance yet. So, it, you know, he was there. He was on set, but he only has story credit. So like he wrote the movie, but uh they, you know, t- the fact that Tony Scott directed it actually, to me, it. it It's what helps give it its magic because if Quentin had directed this movie, it would have been very much more a Quentin Tarantino movie. In in which case, it would have been much more violent, even though it was incredibly violent. But I think it would have been far less romantic, and that's you know the part of this movie, and and you know it what what proves to me beyond a million other things, um, is is how romance can be interwoven into the ultra violent. Into the ultra funny, but in a way that can really hit emotionally and not enough enough of it is done in my case in, in like in my opinion
1: these days. So, you know, and, you know, the truth in that is is very real, because, again, like crimes of passion, that's again, you might not necessarily understand crimes of passion. But like you said, it's it's that interwoven of very violent acts that are, you know, intertwined or even driven by by someone's you know love or romance or or whatnot so that's that's kind of cool that they've they've done that in this movie yeah it's yeah it's a special i got
0: to see this tattoo right here Oh wow! Okay, that, that's Patricia Arquette as Alabama Whirly. I was, was, was going to ask. <laughs> that's that's kind of what this movie means to me. And it, you know, if ever given the opportunity, if even if you say the word true romance, I'm gonna bring. If you say the word romance, I'm gonna bring the entire conversation right around <laughs> back around to this movie. But it does fit because I, I, you know, there's there's. I think that's what's often missing from a good story or a good movie or a good comic book is is uh the other genre elements you know we get these fantastic comic book movies but there could be so, so much more emotional impact involved in them you know very very rarely in there is there a relationship that you know is worth investigating enough because we feel it you know it's like i can't even think of many you got star lord and gamora you, you know, maybe Pepper and Tony, but you know what I mean. There's not a lot of romance in the MCU, or you know, I I, I really think it, it could use some, to be honest, because I'm a big fan of it. You know?
1: I, yeah, I think the biggest one, maybe the the one that kind of tugs on the heartstrings the most is 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 Agent Carter and Cap
0: absolutely 100 that's
1: that a, that's, is
0: that's a bit of romance there uh, him him going back for her like giving up his life and that's romantic as fuck that's that that's, was that's great right that
1: was like every and i'm 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 a big cat fan so when sure, i saw yeah. that they did that i was like oh he got his dance right? and all of the other stuff and i just I there's this was just loved it There's a scene in
0: True Romance where they're at his work, Clarence's work, Christian Slater, and he works in a comic shop. So they're reading, he's showing her a Nick Fury comic. And in the comic, he's describing it, but in the comic, Nick Fury's wearing, I'm pretty sure it was Nick Fury, but he's wearing his sweetheart's ring around his neck. Mm-hmm. on a chain and it gets busted off in a fight and goes flying into the ocean and he just says fuck this and he dives into the ocean after it after it and but the way he's describing it and then the they show the way she's looking at him describing it and it like oh man it just it just makes me melt every time it's <laughs> such a simple little scene and they're not even talking to each other. He's just describing this what he finds romantic in this comic book, and within that, within itself, is like this mo- most romantic like scene, right? It's it's interwoven. There's layers. There's so many romantic exactly. layers, right? Like,
1: yeah, to be yeah. like, hold on a minute, we can beat each other up later. Yeah. I gotta go get. And this romance doesn't. More important.
0: Yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be like your typical like romantic relationship like did you watch obi-wan the series
1: i have not i have been behind on a lot i'm sure you know about at the end i
0: won't spoil it but there's the big fight with him and vader right and it's an incredibly emotional scene but in the same way it's also tragically romantic you know it's the end of this love that you know It has existed for so long and is still partially there, at least Obi-Wan's trying to hold on to. And just the the giant epicness of the whole thing is romantic as hell. You know, It, it may be not necessarily like a love relationship, but my God, I just, you know, Star Wars has been really good for that. Star Wars has a lot of romance to its adventure and excitement. You know what I mean?
1: yes yeah i absolutely. do absolutely i
0: do appreciate that much so uh what happens now you just you're gonna keep on rolling you got anything planned or you just keep uh puking words onto the page for now
1: <laughs> i'm basically right now uh i'm kind of dealing with uh uh packing my life up and moving. oh shit
0: that's right you're moving to fucking alberta I am. Um, I was in Calgary last weekend for Calgary Comic Expo, and I'm jealous as shit. Cause are you,
1: are you going to Calgary or whereabouts are you going? Uh, we'll be in Edmonton. Okay, so. we'll be
0: in Edmonton. Whatever. If Edmonton's even, but close it's beautiful. To, if it's even close to anything what Calgary is like, Calgary is a gorgeous town with wonderful people and uh you know it was it's such a positive vibe in calgary and i really hope edmonton's the same way for you if alberta's you know straight across the board there cuz holy shit two years in a row I, I every year i'm just more and more in love with it and i still Next year for sure, I'm taking an extra day and I'm driving up to Banff. You will not be able to stop me. (laughs) I had like two years in a row I've missed doing that. A few people, friends, did it the first year and and this year, and I missed both. So I got to plan it out better because I kind of went last minute this year. But I'm jealous. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. You're looking forward to it?
1: I'm I'm very much looking forward to this kind of next adventure chapter in my life. It's it's kind of fitting. It's one of those uh. Again, like I had mentioned to you previously, uh, I'm I, I turned 40 this past March mm-hmm. um, and I left my my corporate, quote unquote, corporate uh, <laughs> nine to five um, two years ago, um, had some health issues that I had to take care of, which kind of derailed some plans. But now that I'm I'm getting back into that groove and getting stuff done. And slowly, it, it's been a bit of a slow climb and, and I've had to be patient and kind to myself. That's Good. if I can give any advice, anyone that's trying an endeavor or a big life change, just be patient and kind to yourself. 100%. Um, I I've got an amazing cheerleader and my partner, he's, he's behind me 100%. And he's like, I want you to love what you do. I want you to do the thing you're passionate about. And I want you to succeed Because, you know, this is what makes you happy and I want you to be happy. That's fantastic. And so I've got a, I've, I've, as I've been packing up my life, I've been finding all of the papers that I've written any creative story on. I've, I've, I've got like 20 different stories in, in either outline phase or, or portions of it completely fleshed out um and so the next task will be going through all of those um and seeing what's what's viable what's probably you know outdated at this point or what can be kind of revived and uh going on from there honestly the one thing that i'm really have kind of in the back of my mind is um this, this story, Windrose is what it's called, um, mm. that I did for the anthology. These characters, there's so much around them that can be fleshed out. Uh, that's kind of where I'm sort of leaning towards is Right on. Is how how did, you know, Opal's parents and Uncle Lloyd meet? Right, how, right. You know, how did they, they, come well, it sounds like
0: team? Opal and Lloyd uh, are kind of asking for their very own novel at this point then.
1: So it, it's one of those, um, it, it, there's, there's the before story, the after story, the continuation of Opal's story, um, there's, there's a whole lot there that can be explored and I'm excited about it, which to me kind of is like, as, as, as someone that has ADHD, you, you kind of also have to be excited about what you're working on to oh, help yeah. kind of channel that productivity. So, um, I'm, I'm super excited to, to kind of explore their worlds more. Um, but I also have A few other genres that i'm like you know what i kind of want to share this with the world too in the meantime uh i do artwork as well because again i've always wanted to be a comic book artist and and that's i'm kind of just practicing honing my skills and why haven't i seen any of your art
0: do you not post
1: it probably because i don't do it under my own name Um, oh i didn't even
0: know you drew uh
1: you actually do follow me on instagram i'm ice phoenix art are you fucking really i'm ice phoenix art yeah no (laughs) fuck off i totally know that name hold on
0: i'm pulling up the instant just quick right here kids forgive me ice phoenix yeah right right there holy shit this is yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) wow you're like really fucking good
1: (laughs) Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's uh, a lot.
0: Nice. Wow. So you work digitally too and
1: stuff? Yes, that was, that was kind of a big thing. It was one of those. Okay. I've been resisting digital. I do love traditional very, very much. And it will always have a place in my studio. Um, But I have decided, you know what? If, if I want to kind of get with the times, then we need to start going into the digital realm as well.
0: What the fuck have you been doing in a fucking corporate job like this is
1: what I'm
0: I'm I'm shocked right now I apologize that I'm a bit speechless but this is like this is like not just I'm not just being like you're really good this is like professional level shit so thank you why why haven't
1: you been making anything just no time Um, just mental illness is a really really wretched thing. creative mind yeah no I absolutely
0: Um, feel you well I am so happy you're getting better because this is fucking (laughs) great like holy shit so you now that you're stepping beyond these borders and pushing yourself a little you ever consider making your own comic like writing and illustrating something are you going to illustrate your own
1: novels then like I, I actually have about 10 pages already started um on on a uh, graphic novel uh, i'll probably be redoing them digitally because trying to do it traditionally in full color uh was a little bit of a, <laughs> Holy a, shit. Bit of a not just a great idea um uh, there's actually i think there might be a couple of pages on that feed way way back um but um i've actually done a couple of little sequential pages and stuff like that for um uh, uh, uh as a collaboration with some friends again very dnd esque style um but nothing 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 mainstream nothing uh like super super notable and um yeah so the first the the story that i would probably be redoing uh it's it's a work in progress title uh, <laughs> sure. that's, i think the hardest thing is to put it to put a title to it oh, but basically so hard. Yeah. um basically some friends go to a convention it's a huge gaming convention because you know i love comic books and i'm a huge gamer as well um and they try out the newest in vr technology building gets hit by lightning and they get transported into another dimension that is like high fantasy magic realm and they're like what the hell do we do now? Awesome and it's press. and that's and the story is them bumbling through this world, trying to trying to get back home.
0: And- Sabrina, I cannot even tell you how happy I am that you have uh, come to the point where you you're in a position to make this decision and to follow your passion because you are fuck off talented and I'm very, very excited to read this story and uh, see what you do in the future. Uh, tell us again what it's called and where people can find it.
1: Um, the story, uh, the anthology is Happily Ever After, um, by edited by uh, Sarah Waterraven and Kit Davin. That's probably the easiest way to search it, and uh, you can get it on basically any platform that you're gonna buy books indigo um barnes and nobles amazon has it kubo uh, kindle so it's digital and paperback and uh yeah we're uh we're uh, super excited to have that uh, out there amazing. in the world
0: i'm so happy for you sabrina thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight and uh sharing your art and your passion with us uh I, I, please come back keep us updated as the adventure continues
1: absolutely it would be my absolute pleasure to come back
0: awesome everybody that is the wonderful sabrina scarallini that is all we are going to have this week on an elegant weapon Ace.